All right, Snack Attack crew, assemble. Feeling that mid-afternoon slump? Need a protein boost that doesn't involve boring protein bars? Well, let me introduce y'all to my new favorite obsession, wonderful pistachios. Y'all, these little green guys aren't just your average nut. They're protein powerhouses, packing a whopping six grams per ounce. That's over 10% of your daily value. And here's a confession. I used to be a cracker. You know, the kind of girl who enjoys the satisfying pop of opening each one. But let's be honest, sometimes convenience is king. And that's where their no-shell options comes in perfect for on-the-go snacking. Plus, they come in flavors like chili roasted and sea salt and vinegar. So there's something for everyone, even the picky gals. But here's the kicker. Wonderful pistachios are a complete protein, meaning they have all nine essential amino acids your body needs. So next time you're feeling sluggish, ditch the sugary treats and grab a handful of these green gems. I promise y'all they will keep you fueled and feeling your best, whether you're conquering carpool duties or crushing deadlines. And seriously, these are my go-to snack. I keep a bag in my purse. I keep one at the office. I even stash a few on the side of my bed for those late night cravings. This year, I want you to treat yourself to something delicious and good for you. So head over to wonderfulpistachios.com and explore their amazing flavors and sizes. Trust me, your taste buds and your body will thank you. Y'all should know by now that we love progression over here. Let's chat about what everyday progress truly means to us. Whether it's hitting those small milestones or treating ourselves to a little something something after a month of disciplined budgeting, progress is all about balance and staying motivated. And speaking of budgeting and reaching financial goals while still enjoying life's little pleasures, have you heard about Chime? Chime's checking account offers some amazing features that can help you along your financial journey. Let me tell you about one feature that really stands out to me. Chime's Spot Me. We've all been there, right? Dealing with overdraft fees can really throw a wrench in your financial plans. But with Chime, you can overdraft up to $200 with no fees. You heard me right. No fees. It's like having a safety net for those unexpected moments. Y'all, I had a friend who was always getting hit with hefty overdraft fees. It was a mess trying to sort it out. How do you really get ahead with that? But with Chime, you can avoid those headaches and get back on track with ease. Plus, Chime isn't just a bank. It's a community. With Boost, you can increase your spot me limit by receiving boosts from your friends. It's like having your financial back covered by your squad. So, if you're ready to take control of your finances and wave goodbye to those pesky monthly fees, open your Chime account today. Just head over to Chime.com slash bravado. That's Chime.com slash bravado. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bank Court Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Boosts are available to eligible Chime members enrolled in SpotMe and are subject to monthly limits. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. This is Germany. And this is Brittany. And this is the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. A motivating and encouraging podcast where we focus on building community amongst colorful women alike. Join us weekly as we sit down and have candid conversations on various topics and issues surrounding self-care, self-love, health and wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and much more. And trust, if we don't have the answers, we'll call on our expert homegirls who do. Our goal is to create a safe space for growth, 
inspiration, laughter, and love free of judgment in hopes that after you listen, you're a little more knowledgeable or at least a little more entertained than before. It's Homegirl Vibes here. Real, raw, and a little funny. A lot of fucking funny. So thanks for tuning in to the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey, booze. Hey, girls. Welcome back. What it do, boo? Welcome back to our living room. Yeah. <laughs> this is our living room, and we have invited you in. Take off your shoes and relax your feet. Kick off your shoes and relax your feet. Party on down to with the, the BGB. Mm-hmm. Just kick it. That sounds real. <laughs> that sounds real. Okay, so really, what's going on? How are you? How was your weekend? Um, I'm I'm well. You're well. Uh, yeah, I'm good. My weekend, <sighs> girls. I um, I was like, what? I got my hair braided yesterday, mm-hmm. and my back and my neck. Is all no Kaya, no, no Kaya. Kaya. My back no. and my neck, my neck are all and my screwed back. up, um, because I was sitting for thirteen hours. I was reading a little joke on this Laffy Taffy. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah, so. Um, so yeah, I sat and I got my hair done yesterday. So that took up all of my day from sun up to sundown, literally. Um, and yeah, here but we are now. You're looking good. Thank you. Feeling better. How was your weekend? Oh, I had a really, really relaxing weekend. Oh, you know what? This is the perfect time to talk about this. What? Handmaid's Tale. Because that's what I... (laughs) That's what I did all weekend. I basically binge-watched The Handmaid's Tale. Um, I've been missing out. Um, I started as well, but you... (laughs) You guys know with the binging, um, I still haven't even watched Power. Um... And that's a damn shame. That's a damn shame. I'm just going to say that. I just want to take this candy out really quickly. Ah, 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 I'm done. Um, I watched a episode, an episode of Handmaid's Tale. I'll catch up before the, I'll try at least to catch up before the season, the new season. I did, I think like two or three, one episode the first night, two episodes the second night, and then eight or seven or eight years ago. You're smacking in my ear. I apologize. Let me just swallow this. Um... You know, the Laffy Taffy yeah. and Juicy, juicy Mouth it. The Laffy Taffy takes a lot out of you. Um, Well, I'm glad you enjoyed your relaxing weekend watching The Handmaid's Tale. I don't know enough about the show yet to fully chime in. I just know that it's weird. It's, weird AF. It's really, it's really weird. And I was like texting y'all, you know, and I'm like, okay, now now what the fuck? Yeah, that's how I was feeling the whole time. I'm like, you know, when when am I going to be pulled, pulled in with the all mind of fuck. I was like, okay, so uh, what are we doing here? What are we doing? So I'm all the way invested now. Season one is under my belt, and I'm stepping into season two tonight. I'll be, I, But I'm going to spread this out. I'm going to do one. I'm going to try to do one episode a night. Yeah, give yourself a break. Yeah, because you uh, know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I get a little greedy. Um, so on a scale of one to ten, what would you give the show? Oh, easily like a nine or a ten. Oh wow! Yeah, I like it. I like it. I'm like, I don't want to watch the next episode, but I can't. I can't help but to watch the next one. I'm like, okay, go to bed. And then the other little devil on my shoulder is saying, <laughs> "Bitch, turn it on." You know that Kermit the Frog meme? Yeah. That's what it's saying. Watch another one. 
And I it, I was even up last night, didn't even get to get the benefits of um, daylight savings or whatever, the time going back, because I was up till 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I was well, well into my slumber. I was not too. And you I know, didn't people have my... usually, um, when the time goes back, they usually like go out to the club or whatever so they can get an extra, extra hour. hour. Mm-hmm. We should have did that last night. But you you didn't have any else left. I had nothing. In the chamber. After sitting for 13 hours. Yeah. Done. Done. Yeah. Done. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so, um, new week, new tea. Where we kiki with you and you kiki with we. Hey, we switched it. We did. <laughs> we both can do it. We both wear the hat. Yeah. The so, this week, the only tea, besides all the other shit that's going on in the world. Right. Vote. That's it. We're holding back on the tea until this we t- until we rock this vote. So today, if you're listening on Tuesday, November sixth, you need to vote. If you haven't already, you should be going out and voting. Yeah, we don't. We're not telling you how to vote, who to vote for. Um, you just gotta go out there and exercise your rights. Yeah. Auntie Oprah said, if you are a person that's sitting out there with the right to vote and you're not voting, then you are shaming your ancestors. Yeah, our ancestors died for our right to vote. Yes. If you really are not going to vote, then you're basically disrespecting and disgracing our ancestors and every everything that they had to go through. And I've, I've had conversations with people like that are woke. Mm-hmm. I like to call them sleepwalkers because... The hoteps? Yes! Uh-huh. Because you know what? If you don't vote, things aren't getting better. Right. And if we do vote, we have the potential to make things better. They're not good right now, but we've seen in the past that we have the potential. Just vote, shit. Simple. If you have to pick whether you're going to vote or don't vote, just vote. Yeah. So um, if you have a mail-in ballot, make sure you have it postmarked by today, and they have to receive it within three days of Election Day, so it needs to be in their hands by November 9th. Yes. Um, That's what I'll be doing. I should have been mailed it in. But I was trying to figure out, you know, making sure I was well educated on all the props and the candidates, making sure I'm making an informed decision. Yes. So it took me a little time. And you know what? If you're in California, I have a couple cool websites that I've been sharing with the girls. You do. Um, I think one is easyvoterguide.org. Again, that's easyvoterguide.org. That will go over all the measures and the propositions for you to just basically be more informed and have a good understanding. And it's in layman terms, like. What the what the measure says, how it will change depending on how you vote and how it is now. Yeah. And then also the candidates, um, the votorguide.sos.ca.gov. Again, votorguide.sos.ca.gov. This is for California. So this goes over all the candidates for um, California. So the first one is for propositions. The second one is for candidates. Go ahead and use that and um, be informed. Yeah. That's that. And lastly, be kind to each other. There's Please. so much shit going on. Uh, motherfucker ran into the yoga studio, <sighs> shooting people up. You know, it's like I'm trying to get my namaste. A place on. where people go to seek refuge from all of the fuckery in the world. Even churches. We churches, can't go to churches. Right. We can't go to grocery stores. We can't go practice yoga. We can't, we can't go, go to, go the to school. Can't I'm go done. to work. What can we do? God. We can vote though. To we can try vote. to change the restrictions on these gun laws. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that yoga studio story was so sad. Um, that man had a lot of run ins with the cops and also with women grabbing asses in public and making songs about being involuntarily celibate. Just fucked up. A fucked up 
massage your nest it makes me so anxious though because already when i'm in a public place i'm already thinking about like what could go wrong who might do some stupid shit you know yeah. and then the yoga once every time there's a shooting at some place and i'm not even thinking that there will be right. a shooting i'm like now i'm really on edge yeah we you just know? can't ever let our guard down and that's probably why my back is also all tensed up yeah because I'm carrying the burdens of the world on it. I'm carrying the bur- burdens of the world in my neck and my shoulders and my back. Yeah. Shit. I need a break. You do. So, yeah. Be kind to each other. Um, We're all we have. We are. We really are. Black, white, and everybody else. Everyone else. Just let's be kind to each other. All right. So, merchandise. Merch. Be in- kind to us. Yeah. <laughs> And keeping up with us on theblackgirlbravado.com. So, theblackgirlbravado.com is our website. Our one-stop shop. One-stop shop. You can listen to episodes there um, of the previous episodes that we posted. There's a shop there where you can shop and buy merchandise. We still have some hats. I think, like... Less than a handful, if Less any. than a handful. Um, in yeah. the Homegirl Vibe shirt, we have some new shit that is coming down the turnpike that we know you'll love. Yeah. So steer or stay, stay woke. Stay woke. Stay informed. Um, make sure you sign up for our mailing list um, because that's pretty much probably where you'll find out when the new shit drops. Um, but yeah, cop the Homegirl Vibe shirts while you can because once they're gone, we don't know if they're coming back. Right. Um, so yeah, don't be like, I, I was going to get a shirt on. Hey, the shirt's been there. If you want a shirt, get a shirt. And also make sure you signed up for our mailing list because you get 10% off. There you go. And follow us on Instagram because we often announce little flash sales there too. So Yes. So if you like y- to save a coin. Yeah. So those are the met. That's one of the method. One, one of, of the, the methods, methods of support. The other method of support, um, this is the time where I'd ask you to get in the car, put your seatbelt on because we're going on a fucking guilt trip. Our favorite kind of trip. Yes. So if this podcast brings value to your life, if you told someone about this podcast, if someone told you about this podcast and you're really feeling it, if you feel like we're your homies. Yeah. If you feel like you're one with us, then just make sure you take a few moments to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, um, post it on your social media accounts, and just continue to keep sharing it. Please, yes, when you ladies rate and review this podcast, it really helps, like, more than you know. It helps increase the visibility of this podcast, which in turn helps us grow. It helps the podcast rank. We need you. And We're we depending can continue on you. to bring. And we can continue to bring you all valuable content. Exactly. And we'll see that um, we're valued. Yeah. It helps us see that we're valued so it um, helps us see that you care about this so that one day we don't just stop doing it yeah that's not we a gotta know that it's no it's not but we <laughs> want to know that it's value added it value added it value, value added, added because otherwise there's no point of us doing this but when we get reviews like this one that i'm about to read we're reaffirmed so this review comes from bo 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 boo <laughs> hey baby <laughs> she says so healing Recently, I've been trying to heal myself from all my traumas and other things alike, and this has really helped to prompt that. As a black teen girl, this really helps me learn and grow as a strong individual. No one in my family ever talks about topics like this, so it's great to hear it from these two. They're like my insightful older sisters. Thank you both for all you do in helping myself and other women of color. You're welcome, Bo Bo Bo. Hey, baby. Love you. You're welcome. (laughs) 
Love you, little sister. Yeah, we love being your older sisters. Um, And we appreciate you for taking the time to leave this lovely review. So, please, you all, take a minute of your time, pause this podcast, leave your rating, leave your review, and let's keep it moving. Let's go. So, quick recap on last week's episode. Episode 71 was the defining decade, mastering your 20s and owning your 30s. So, in last week's episode, we chatted about why your 20s are about finding out who you are and your 30s are about being that person. We discussed the importance of inf- of reflecting on where you are and being optimistic about where you'll go. We also offered a few tips and suggestions to master the best decades of your life. Wow, I just struggled getting through that because I had to hurry up and eat my taffy. <laughs> I was like, go, go, go. You're so thirsty for that taffy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you guys were really feeling that episode. We hope that it was helpful. Um, recording it really put some things into perspective for me as well. Same. When I was listening back, I was like, wow, growth, Kellyanne. Kellyanne, growth. Um, and yeah. still so much more to do. Yeah. Um, But I vividly remember feeling like I needed to have it together, mm-hmm. all the way together in my 20s. And it's just practically impossible. It's only 10 Impossible. Years. Impossible. <laughs> That's turned into the new, on the inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Hopefully you ladies benefited from that conversation as well. And you took the time to do some self-reflection and also just know to have a little bit of patience with yourself. And remember that you're not alone. Right. So also in last week's episode, a quick correction, we discussed the lone body as the um, gym. It was a natural deodorant. It's not black owned. It's family owned. um, But the product works just as great. Yes. So it's affordable. It's like eight bucks and some change update on the deodorant still working yeah no must still working just a little bit of um misinformation yeah so we like to come on here and give you all the correct information just in case you're one of the mommies that are buying everything black owned they're not black owned but you know it still but, works on black women yeah and small biz family owned small business. business yeah anyways so just wanted to give you so that that's little that update on that. that's that so no. this week this week is that all of our um, church announcements okay. are done? Wrapped up. Wrapped up. So this week, we decided to talk about codependency. Mm-hmm. So in the past, we've talked about being independent women. So all my ladies, we're independent. Throw your hands so up. So this week, it. we'll be saying, all my ladies, we're codependent. Dead. <laughs> Don't throw your hands up at me. Throw your hands down and grab a hold of it because... Um, we're going to talk about like basically how to identify if you may be codependent or have some codependent traits. Yeah. Of course, how to work through these feelings and come out on the other side. On the other side. What we do every week, just new topic. Yeah. So essentially codependency is characterized by a person belonging to a dysfunctional one-sided relationship where one person relies on the other for meeting nearly all of their emotional and self-esteem needs. Have you seen this little um, quote ro- rolling around where um, it was like somebody says something like, um, men love to say, you're my peace, you're my peace, but I need you to be my peace too. Like I go through shit, I get stressed, I get depressed. Oh, like my peace, like P-E-A-C-E. P-E-A-C-E, like just like you seek me for counsel. And, and refuge. Yeah, refuge and to be there for you and provide a word or some motivation. Hey, I need it too. Yeah. You can't just depend on me and not give me what give me what you expect from me. So that 
<laughs> that um definition that she just gave reminded me of that. Yeah. Like, you know. Also codependency or being codependent also describes a relationship that enables another person to maintain their irresponsible, addictive and underachieving behavior. That's mainly where like you see it. My grandma creates a codependency with my bum ass cousins. Does she? You know, she's just so so much of a giver. And so much of a pleaser. She'll literally give you whatever she has. And it doesn't matter your circumstance. It doesn't. And you're always like innocent to her and you've done nothing wrong. And she'll bend over backwards and be out of like house and home trying to create, you know, stability for someone. But it doesn't ever translate for, you know what I mean? It's just, God, we had a long conversation. I'm like, sis, you got to wake up. She Did she decide to start opening her eyes? <sighs> Yeah, it's it's a work in progress. You know, that happens a lot with the, um, I know those aren't her children, but yeah, the older generation with the kids, the mother parent relationship or in her case, mother, mother, nephew. Yeah. Grandparent. Or or yeah. Grandparent. Grandson. Grandson. Yeah. And you know what else I was telling her? I feel like it has to do with the fact that, um, my grandma's in her seventies. So she had her kids very young and she is like the maternal uh, person, She's I guess. She's matriarch of the family. Well, she would be very maternal for them because she, my, my grandma had her first child when she was 15. So, and her first child had her first child when she was like 15. So you're already raising these kids who are raising kids. You know what I mean? And then when the parent falls short, then the grandparent feels like they have to step in and sort yeah. of like subsidize, you know, and figure out all this. It's just a lot. But the problem comes with that and with codependency in general is, okay, Yes, as a parent, as a grandmother, um, it is your responsibility up until a certain point to provide uh, resources, care, um, and support for these members in our family. But it comes a point in time where, and it really should be happening as as people are aging and progressing in life. Yes, you know, you should be teaching off. them the principles and implementing some of these things so that they can eventually be independent adults. But um we keep people, we try to baby and keep people so close. The coddle. The coddle. And they never pick up these very important life skills to flourish on their own. And you end up never being able to be relinquished of your duties. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're 70, still coddling a 50 year old. Dead ass. I'm telling you. It, it Even like her own kids, I'm like, Graham, you got, you got to let go. And it's like, you know, people be like, we, you 50, you 30, but you still have the mentality or, of someone who's a child. Because yeah. you've never really, like, you always know, oh, well, I can go blow, blow all my money. I can call mama and she going she gonna to do it. Yeah, and I also Or I can call her, whoever and she got me. That, that a part I can of go her, back home. She needs them to need her. That, you know, it's a lot of that too. Yeah, there's that too. And I'm like, it like be, it's becomes ingrained brought, as I'm a like, part of their 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 own interaction, their relationship, relational react and it, it, relational interaction. And I'm also like, you know, Graham, no, no, Tino shade. You know, I love you, but you're broken. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's and I know that that was probably hard for her to hear, but I'm, I'm sure, like, there's know. so much work that that wasn't done over the years because our our grandparents and our generations before us haven't been leveraged enough like how we are right now we're able to do the self-work this generation we're really about self-care self-work therapy mastering ourselves and really going within to figure out how to be the best people you know to level up and, and really turn into the best versions of ourselves that we don't our 
elders don't necessarily always have those tools. Right. And they weren't necessarily taught the things that we're being taught now or learning because we're just a part of the informational age. You know, everything is accessible. And I was telling her, like, beloved, you're broken. And a lot of that, that brokenness that they have, you have. And you guys see that in each other and you cling on to it. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you're right, Miss Daisy. <laughs> and I wasn't going, waiting for it. You're right. I'm just saying, like, you guys are creating this dynamic it's and it's not job. healthy for it's your It's our you. job to enlighten our grandparents because they, <sighs> they don't. They didn't have the leverage no. or the tools. And because we do. Yes. We go back, we send Kofa to our elders. Yes. And we bring them to the, we have these red table talks. Yes. We have these table talks. I be telling to, I be telling my mom and my grandma, sometimes I feel like I'm the parent. I'm like, you know what? Yes. What you need to do? Yes. Is really do some self-reflection. Yes. Really think about it. At what point did you start to feel like this? Not a therapy, yeah. but being real. Like, you know, it's crazy how you have these conversations when you get older with your parents or your grandparents and you're like, you know what? I see what it is. And another thing is we have the tools. At this point, we have the tools in our toolbox. So right. when you come to me and we're going to have a conversation, we're, we're going we're, to, I'm going to have to really have yeah. a, a conversation. And it's like in retail, you know, the idea that you coach across, you can coach down and then you coach up. Like you should be able to have a conversation with your manager or your boss where you coach up and like speak to them. That's a lot of what we're doing. We're speaking to our elders, but we're coaching up like, Hey sis, I got the tools. I got to share this with you. You cannot go through life like this. And I'm like, you know, you're at the point. You're going to she, die she's like gotta this. She's got to free herself. She has to pull out that Fantasia and go Girl, ahead and free yourself. That's what I'm like. You're going to die like this. You're going to die with them monkeys on your and back. And then what happens when you die? What, what happens to these people? Oh, and that's another thing I told her. I said they were surviving before you got there. You know, she did a little relocation thing. Yeah. This doesn't turn into a whole thing about my grandma. <laughs> it ain't even that serious, y'all. We're going to keep going. Yeah. So let's... Uh, let's give our girlfriends some questions that they can ask themselves regarding codependency so that you can identify if you too, you too. are codependent or depend are, are dealing with people who suffer from being codependent. So yeah. the first question is, do you spend all of your energy attempting to meet people's needs? Mm, that's one. Because a lot of times when we're meeting everybody's needs, we're like, Oh, they dependent on me. They need me. But really, you need, you need them to, to need, need you. you. Yeah. See, bring that back around to my grandma. Also, um, do you feel trapped in a relationship? Are you the one that's constantly making sacrifices in your relationship? If so, this might be a codependent, you know, interaction. Yeah, I'm always scratching your back, but you're never around to scratch mine. As soon as I get a little itch, you're too busy. And my back is left itch. Yeah. But every time an itch creeps up on your back, I'm I right have the, there. the back scratcher. Back scratcher are using my hands. Yeah. I'm in there deep with it. And this can be love relationships, work rela work relationships, friend relationships, all of that. Mm -hmm. So in this episode, bear in mind those questions. We have a few other questions, too, that you might have to ask yourself. And if you answer majority, um, you know, yes to those questions, then you'll know something's going on, beloved. Yeah. So, um. Let's see. We might as well get into it. Let's ask a few more questions. Okay. Let's just so that you can, you know, have some, a place to, to think about this episode from. So, um, do you keep quiet to avoid arguments? That's mm. another one too. You know, are you lip zipped? Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> are you always, that ain't me. No. I'm always. Lips, lips Sometimes flapping. to a fault. Yeah. Not acting like, you know, I got it all together. 
Um, are you always worried about others' opinions of you? Mm. Keep write these down. Write these down. We're taking <laughs> right, notes. Yeah, we're gonna reference these throughout the episode as well. Yes. Have you ever lived with someone with an alcohol or drug problem? You know, don't ask me black, for no money. The black, yeah. You know, I don't have it. Making excuses. Oh gosh, Germany and I encountered a random um person that clearly addicted to drugs wait <laughs> what are you talking about um monique monique <laughs> you guys don't know it's nobody that anybody knows it's no. literally a random person yeah um so she texted germany and i totally out of the blue um we were communicating with her about securing a venue and that this venue was secured and had long passed so Done. she comes back around uh, making our line ring 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 saying um Hey girls, um, I really need a favor. You're the only ones that I know that have Cash App. Um, I'm at a gas station and I lost my wallet and I just need ten dollars and I'll give you twenty dollars tomorrow. That already sounds like some crack shit. Yeah, I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, although it sounds like you're really in dire need, I can't feed an addiction. Out of all the people in the world, you call up on us. Somebody, even if you we're the only people you know with Cash App, one of your close ride or die homies can set Cash App up and send it to you. It yeah. don't take that long. It's not like this was a, you're the only people I know with Bank of America. Right. Like, you know, it's Cash App, sis. There was no response from my phone to her. I couldn't. There's just nothing there. Sorry, Monique. Sorry, Momo. Yeah. Um. Okay, we're gonna ask two, two or three more questions, and then we'll we'll just continue through the episode. So, um, are the opinions of others more important than your own? That's a good one. Yeah. Think about these. Have you ever felt inadequate? Mm. And then we'll ask one final one. Are you uncomfortable expressing your true feelings to others? Mm. So these are just a few things to consider if you already answered yes to a lot of those and we're gonna we're gonna peel back some layers we're gonna go deeper beloved yeah this episode is for you yes so um here are some other signs of codependency so let's just get started with low self-esteem so if you feel like you're not good enough and a lot of these will overlap with the questions Mm -hmm. if you feel like you're not good enough or you're comparing yourself to others we know that this is a sign of low self-esteem yeah um And a lot of times with self-esteem, people, some people think overly high of themselves, Mm -hmm. but often we know that that can be a disguise for people who really don't feel like they're adequate Yeah, or they're unlovable. So underneath these feelings, it's usually some feelings of inadequacy Mm -hmm. or some shame or some guilt to go along with this. And... You just don't feel good about yourself yeah. at all. A lot of that that shame, guilt, and perfectionism, perfectionism, those go hand in hand with the low self-esteem. So if everything is perfect, then you usually don't feel bad about yourself. You know? Yeah. Not the perfectionist over here. I know I'm flawed. Yeah. <laughs> so um, people pleasing. It's totally fine if you want to please like people you care about, you know, but codependents, they usually think they have a, they don't have a choice. Like, I don't have a choice but to say yes. So saying no causes them anxiety. And then some codependents have a hard time saying no to anybody. It doesn't matter what it is. You're the go-to person at work. You're the go-to person for your friends because you're always going out of your way and sacrificing your own needs to accommodate other people. So, of course, motherfuckers going to come to you. Yeah. Because they know that you're the people pleaser. And a lot of times, you have to think about it, these relationships, they, they find balance in the fact that 
um, like a narcissist or somebody who literally like sucks the life out of someone will energy vampires. Yes. Prey on a code, a person who's um, creates codependency in relationships because you're constantly being the giver, giver, giver. And the narcissist is the taker, taker, taker. Even at work, even in your friendships, even in your love lives. Yeah. You know, you have to think about that. Are you, are you a, a, like a pe- people pleaser to a fault? I be saying no. <laughs> <laughs> Not pleasing. Yeah. Goodbye. Good night. Another sign, poor boundaries. So mm. we all know what boundaries are. We've discussed these um, in multiple episodes. Yeah. So, but just for a recap. For anybody who who hasn't been woke, mm-hmm. a boundary is what divides what's yours and what's somebody else's. Okay, so this is your body, your money, your belongings, your, your feelings, energy. your thoughts, your needs. This is what's mine. This is what I'm allowing you to have access to, and this is what I'm keeping to myself, basically. Yeah. Um. And with codependence, they usually have weak or blurry boundaries okay the blurred lines blurred lines yes <laughs> so you feel responsible for other people's feelings other people's problems or often blame others for your problems and you just don't you just don't you're not able to say no to people or people are able to just do what they want to do with you or it could be that you have boundaries that are super rigid where people can't access you at all you're closed off you're withdrawn um you don't let people get close to you so if you're a codependent, usually you may either be one or the other, have very weak boundaries or very rigid ones, or sometimes you may flip-flop between the two. Um, you're kind of, I guess, unstable when it comes to the boundaries. Yeah. Think about that. Think about that. Um, boundaries and control almost go like hand in hand, I think. I would feel. I feel so. So control. Control is another aspect that we want to look at when it comes to codependency because control helps codependents feel safe and secure. So, you know, of course, we all want to have some sort of sense of control over our lives and, you know, the events and things that are happening in our lives. And we also don't want to live in uncertainty. We don't want to live in like constant chaos and shit like that. But for codependents, um, control basically limits their ability to take risk and share their feelings. Mm-hmm. So they always want to take hold and always want to do do the doing. You know, like I got it, I got it. Y'all don't don't worry about it because I don't want it to be fucked up. Yeah. Or I don't want I don't want anybody to fuck it up for me. Or I don't want to feel bad if they fuck it up and everybody knows that they were. You know, it's like all of these these this this shit. So um, codependence needs control for them to feel like codependence. They need control. The people around them too. They need to feel like, hey, you know, we're gonna behave in a certain way. We're gonna do things a certain way, certain way. And in fact, it's the people pleasing and caretaking can be used to control and manipulate people. Like, you know, if I'm the people pleaser and I know I'm gonna meet your needs, I'm also controlling the interaction. I know that you'll always feel good, and are you know, you're gonna give me good feelings because I've made you You feel feel good. good. You know, it's they're usually kind of bossy too. Yeah. You know, because they want to tell you what you should or shouldn't do, which is also like a violation of somebody else's boundary. But, you know, the control aspect, we got to we got to open our palm up and let let some shit out. Release control, sister. Let it go. Frozen. Yeah. Um, Dependency. So codependents need other people to like them so that they feel OK about themselves. Yes. So, um, you don't want to feel rejected. You don't want to feel abandoned. Even if you can fully function on your own, you don't want to. Yeah. So a lot of the times, uh, a lot of codependents feel like they always need to be in a relationship. And they may feel depressed 
or alone when they're by themselves. Let's refer back to the alone but not lonely episode. Come on. Um, find comfort in being alone. A lot of codependents probably force relationships just for the sake of having someone there. So even if the relationship is painful or abusive, they're not going anywhere because it's like, I need you. Even yeah. if you're not treating me right, I need someone here. Um, and that just is what it is. And it is what it is, and I'm so tired. 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 Um, so often they end up feeling trapped in these relationships. Mm. I feel like this is the one that gets our sisters. Sicko mode, yeah. Straight sicko fucking mode. Yeah. Man, another denial. This is the biggie. Denial, denial, denial. Um, you know, a lot of times people who are codependent and create codependency, they control things so much and they want to be needed that they don't even want to say when they need help. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is like deflecting, right? Because, um, we become in denial about our problems because we're always so focused on other people's problems and fixing their shit. It's like, my mm. shit is good. You know, I don't need any help. You, you can't do anything to help me, but I'm the go-to person. Mm -hmm. You can always come to me, you know, and instead they don't ever want to talk about their feelings and, you know, they don't pay attention to their own needs because they're so busy fucking trying to take care of other people's. And they might be in denial about the need for space and autonomy, um, you know, because we're acting like we're self, so self-sufficient. We cannot be in denial about our vulnerability and our needs for love and intimacy. The fact that you don't want to reach out or you have trouble receiving, that's an issue. Yeah. You know, that it's, it's like you create this wall up like, oh, I'm good. And, and disguise it as, you know, I'm a strong woman. I don't need anybody. I got it on my own. Nobody can ever say that I came to them for help or that I couldn't do it without them. It's really a weakness, beloved. But then I, you I'm want Germany to be the now, person. Sam, beloved. <laughs> but then you want to be the person like the go-to guy. Yeah. Or the go-to gal. That's kind of like a little backwards. I was just gonna say that's backwards. If you can be the go-to gal, you can you can do some going to. You can give go to take. other people for sure. Give and take. Yeah. It so, needs to be 50-50. 50-50 like or a raffle. <laughs> so we've gone through a few signs, you know, if you've listened to those and say, hey, that sounds like me or hey, I know somebody like that. <laughs> now we're going to talk about overcoming this shit, because as we know, codependency is a learned behavior. Codependency is usually rooted in like childhood trauma, mm -hmm. childhood um, experiences. Those roots are, are embedded in us from way before now so it's if it's a learned behavior and something that's behavioral then we can usually unlearn it that's the good thing about this that's the great thing about it yeah you don't have to stay stuck in this damn space yeah if you um if you feel like you may be suffering from codependency there's definitely a lot of methods therapy being therapy being one of the number one treatments so like mm -hmm. individual or group therapy um you can read up on this mm-hmm um, just being aware, like by listening to episodes like this, because as you all know, we're not, we're not no. therapists here. We just like to bring light to things so that you can be like, oh, hey, you know, I might be, I might be messing with that. I might be dealing struggling. With that. Yeah, struggling. I might be boxing with that demon. Um, a lot of it is basically rediscovering yourself and doing some, some self-identifying and, and really get into the core of what's going on. Self-care, baby. Yeah. Bringing the shit back up to the surface. So that you can heal. And allow yourself to feel some shit again. So here are some tips and some tricks um, to just help you if you're not going to immediately go the therapy route. The therapy route. Right? So you have to start being honest with yourself and the people in your lives. 
if there's some things that you don't want to do, um, then don't do them. But you don't want to do things that waste your time or energy. And also you don't want to do things that will bring resentment to you. So um, saying things that we do not mean, it only hurts us. But if we're living, if we are living in our truth and we're not living in a lie and we're being honest with ourselves, then we only allow ourselves to grow from each interaction that we're having. So be honest in your communication and expressing your needs and your desires. If some shit you don't want to do, hell motherfucking no. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Not in the mood. But don't do it and then suffer through and don't. then wonder why you keep doing it over and over again. Right. Um. Also, stop the negative thinking. So mm-hmm. as soon as you begin to think ne- negatively, catch yourself. Okay? If you begin to think that you deserve to be treated badly... You need to catch yourself and change your thoughts. So be positive and make set higher expectations for yourself. Yes, yes. You deserve. Yes. You really, I don't know You how. need to say, I deserve. That needs to be your mantra, an affirmation. I deserve. I deserve. I deserve love. I deserve healing. I deserve peace. I deserve money. Yeah. Money's always at the top of my <laughs> For sure. Um, another is don't take things personally. So, it, you know, we're doing self-work here. And self-work, it, it takes a lot of energy, especially in a in a situation like this, where it's almost like you're dragging yourself through the through the mud. You know, when you're creating these interactions with the people you care about, you're you're really dragging your own self by the ass. So it takes a lot of work for a codependent person not to take things personally, mm-hmm. especially when you're in these intimate settings with the people that you care about. So just accept things as they are without trying to always fix them or change them. That's the first step. If somebody says that they need help, you're not, you don't have to be the person that they, you know, immediately starts putting in a plan in action and flipping the switch and you get in the bag and fumbling it and tumbling it. Or like if you see if someone has an issue, it's not always your your um, job to resolve. Yeah. Like a lot of times, like say someone is like mad, someone's always mad and you feel like, oh, let me go appease her and make sure she's okay. I have to figure it out. Make sure she's not upset. No. It's not your job because you know what? Nine times nine times out of ten, it has absolutely nothing to do with you. There's nothing that you can do to fix it. They're mad about something that's completely out of your control. Let it go. Yes. Don't even worry about it. Yes. It's not your job. And it's quite frankly, not your fucking problem. There you go. Stop making problems that are not yours. Yours. Quit putting too much on your plate. <laughs> yes. Now speaking of plates, we're gonna take breaks. Yeah. Take breaks away from these plates. So let's say you're in a code in a relationship with a codependent, okay? Or you're codependent and you're in this relationship. You need to understand that there is nothing wrong with taking a break from your partner. Now we're not telling you to break up with him or her. All, all we're saying is it's okay to have relationships outside, friendships outside friendships. Now and people are gonna be going saying I cheated because they said oh, a relationship. No. Uh-uh. I'm talking about uh-uh. friendships. It's okay to have healthy friendships outside of your partnership. Okay. So when you go out with your girlfriends or your boyfriends, this allows you to come back to center and remind you of who you really are. You can become completely engulfed in this love relationship and lose the essence of who you are. Mm-hmm. You don't want that. You need breaks. It's healthy. It is. Break away. I gotta dig a, I'm out with the girls tonight. Yeah. I don't know what you're doing, you know, call up your boys, play a game, do whatever, but it's not involving me. That's it. You know, you can't just depend on me for your entertainment. I have to go. No, yeah, no. no. <laughs> I have to go. So, And I want you to go too. Leave me the fuck alone. So we talked for about tonight. therapy. That's a big one. So consider counseling. If it's you and your partner, if it's your mother that, you know, you're in a codependent relationship with a parent, consider some, some therapy together. 
You know what I mean? That's a good one. Or if you trust a friend or a family member who can sit with you guys and listen unbiased, unbiasedly where you can discuss how you feel they can say how they feel in a safe environment of course because most times people on the outside can help to point out the codependencies yeah like my grandma and my conversation with my gram mm-hmm. that wasn't therapy i was given that game for free free game she didn't have to pay for free that. smoke free smoke exactly a I just, we were just on the converse, having a conversation and because i'm on the outside looking into her interactions with my cousins clear. you're clear you don't have on the rose colored lenses. I don't. And I can tell her from a place of love that, hey, <laughs> they've gotten your bag and fumbled it. Yeah. And you need to go tumble back it. and get your bag. And tumble it. Like, mm-hmm. come on. So, you know, speak with somebody who can offer you some sound advice uh, with the person that you might be struggling in this, in, you know, engagement with. To piggyback on that. Uh, relying on peer support. So, mm-hmm. believe it or not, there's some uh, there's a group called Codependence Anonymous. Mm-hmm. And this is a 12-step program, just like Alcoholics Anonymous, that helps people who want to break free of their codependent behavior patterns. So, there's resources for you. You don't have to struggle through this. This is not something that you have to stay in, a place that you have to stay in. There are resources and tools. If you don't want to suffer from this anymore, you don't have to. You don't. You don't. Anything that you're still in is because you want to be there. You have the power to make a change. Power, okay? Also, lastly, we're establishing boundaries. Listen to our episode about boundaries, boo. You have to, that that alone, boundaries are self-care. Boundaries help redefine our self-work and our Mm self-worth. So if you feel like somebody's dragging you to hell in a handbasket, hey, get out of that puppy. Establish some boundaries. You cannot go to hell in a handbasket. That's the biggie. Decide what you're okay with, what you're not okay with, what you're willing to tolerate, what you aren't, and just stand firm in that. Stand firm in it and know that God is still on the throne. Always. Uh-huh. We always bring it back to that. Uh, it has to come back. He's around. intentional, never he, failing. He's intentional. Come on. Never failing. All right. Yeah. So, um, Hopefully, hopefully, I wish I had a song right there. Yeah, it's, it's hard to come up with them straight off the dome. Yeah, um, it has to be conversational. Yeah, but um, yeah, we hope that this helped you. We hope that this shed light on maybe a dark space in your life. And, I'm praying for you. And empowered you, if you need to, to start taking the steps to make a change. Yeah. That's all. That's all we want to do. We know it's not overnight, but... Once the light bulb is shed on it, and you see, ooh, I don't really like that. I want to make some adjustments there. And I'm glad that there's someone talking about this. Then you feel empowered to go ahead and make some moves. Yeah. And I'm praying for you, and I'm claiming that you take back everything the devil stole. Always. Always. We've been taken back from the devil all 2018. Getting it all back. Devil, you ain't getting my peace. He's not. You're not. And you know what? I pray that you have the ability to stand up to these people in your lives and make some changes in yourself where you can say, hey, you, leave me the fuck alone. It's nothing like putting your foot down. People get to looking like, is that? Is that so-and-so? You goddamn right. Right. (laughs) Sometimes you have to say, leave me the fuck. Leave me alone. That's how you got to say it. Yeah. Leave me the fuck alone. Get the fuck out of here. Ain't nothing like standing in your power and people have to address you in a new way. Like, hey, I don't know if you met this part of me yet, but this is a new me. Rise up or sit down. Rise up like the Atlanta Falcons. So now it's time to pick up your pen. We're We're dropping dropping a gem. gem. Okay, next 
on our list is another birthday gift. Mm -hmm. This came from none other than my co-host sitting to the right of me. That's me. That's you. So this is the Affirmators. And the Affirmators are 50 affirmation cards to help you help yourself without the self-help, without the self-helpiness. self That's a tongue twister. Yeah, kind of like this podcast. Yes. So um, I'll just read the back for you guys. It's been proven that making positive statements out loud can radically improve, radically improve your mood, relationships and life experience. We're not ones to argue with science, so we're giving it a shot. 40 cards offer unique daily affirmations about the self-helpy, self-seriousness, plus 10 bonus cards to help boost you on your toughest days. So Brittany got me these cards for my birthday. Um Basically, they're 50 affirmation cards, like I said, and you just pull one every day and ask the universe to guide you to what it is that you need and what it is you're supposed to feel. So we're going to pull one. Ooh. You're going to pull one. I'm going to pull one. Okay. I'm shuffling them through here. They're shuffle, super shuffle, cute, shuffle, too. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Let's see. Universe guide her. Universe guide me. Okay, pull Holy it, Brittany. Come on. spirit. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. I'll pull mine. Come flood this place and fill it. Okay, I'll go first. So the card that I pulled is trust. Ooh, give it to Ooh, me. Ooh, I'm feeling, see, he knows what I need. He knows your heart. I trust that everything will be okay in the end. Yes. Partly because I simply know it in my gut. But also because it's way more fun to live with trust and confidence than to be a defensive wiener. Mm. Last week I was talking about not worrying all the time. And look at this, trust. It was for you. I put my trust in him. Yeah. Because he will guide me. And on this, it comes with a little picture. Yeah. On this picture is a bear with a blindfold on, walking on a tightrope over a sea of sharks. And he don't even know it. He's just trusting that he will be guided across these murk, murky waters. There is a tightrope. Remember that? Between me and you. No. And what I don't know. Kim Zolziak is my... I don't watch that. Go. That was so old. I was like, season like. <laughs> Four or five. Okay, so mine is ultimate potential. Ooh, I'm feeling it already. Tap in. I'm tapped. Okay, <laughs> I choose to live a life of my fullest potential. I trust that this will draw me towards experience and people that support my growth and accomplishment. Tuning into this frequency, I now reach higher heights than I ever thought possible. Knowing that's an option, why would I ever tune? What? Why would I ever have tuned into anything else? I'm looking at you, smooth jazz and radio talk. That's what it says, radio, <laughs> talk radio. So yeah, I'm tuning into that frequency that I'm able to reach higher heights than I ever thought possible. So, so if I know that, why would I ever listen to anything else Right. that says that I am not limitless? I am fucking limitless. Yeah, so these cards are perfect to just start your day off uh, by pulling a card or maybe even if you're feeling a little down. Pull a card. Refer to these cards, pull a card, and <clears throat> again, take back what the devil's trying to steal everything affirm yourself so where can they get those cards um you can get these cards on amazon mm -hmm. also i believe they sell these at barnes and noble cute um but we're gonna post these on our gym highlights as usual and they're down in the show notes it go down so that you can get you some get you some all right okay so girlfriend gag so now we're gonna do our girlfriend gag and our girlfriend gag is basically where you girls can send us anything that's on your mind on your heart on your spirit uh any comments questions concerns that you want us to gag about here on the show you can slide into our dms or you can um submit that submit them at theblackgirlbravado.com and then or just send it to contact at theblackgirlbravado yeah dot com contact at theblackgirlbravado.com okay all right let it rip
So, let me go to it. So this week, a girlfriend sent us a note, and she says, So I'm a recent college grad, right? I had an amazing college experience, not to exclude a very well-rounded experience. There were so many ups and downs, but also so many ups. The downs taught me how, sorry, there were so many downs, but also so many ups. Mm -hmm. The downs taught me how and what I need in my life in order to be up, and I'm so grateful for them. My ups include my friend group in which I had the entirety of the experience. So these were her friends, her whole college career. Mm -hmm. It was a group of four girls, including myself. We had been close since the moment we started, almost until the end. Senior year was the most rocky part of my relationships with all of them. Throughout the friendships, I had been the one who was close with all the girls in the group, while they may not have been super close. Super year... Senior year, the other girls got closer and started to distance from me because I was going through a rough patch after getting broken up with. For a little background, the ex had broken up with me several times, cheated on me, and also gave me an STD at some point. Mm, mm, mm. If that doesn't show my stupidity, it'll show you how I was dumbly overinvested in that relationship with the ex. So to say the least, I was devastated. Before this happened with the group, I noticed them starting to get closer and not treat their relationship with me the same all individually, which affected the group. When I was going through the breakup, I was very depressed and withdrawn, which also didn't help the relationships. There was a lot of tension in the air when we would all talk or even individually because none of us brought up what was taking place until the relationships were at their wit's end. Along with that, along with that, there were some things said and done throughout this hurtful period as both parties were emotional at the downfall of the relationships we thought were lifelong and would last a lifetime. We finally decided to end their relationships in the summer after graduation. They all remain friends to my knowledge. Sorry it's so long. My question is, even though senior year was a very hurtful and lonely time period for me, partly self-inflicted and partly they were there for me, I miss them. I miss the friends and the friendship that we held. How they knew me and how much we shared together. It's been hard it's been hard for me to start over life after it's been hard for me to start over as life after graduation already feels so freaking brand new. One of them I ended things with and I recently saw. Wait. One of them I ended things with and recently I saw how I did. How I did it. Okay. You got it. <laughs> Girl, you got it. One of them I <laughs> ended things with and I recently saw how I did it. And that's not a reflection of the person I am. I was caught in an emotional time and she didn't deserve for me to be so harsh and lackluster, regardless of how I may have felt about the relationship. Another ending things with me because she didn't like my choices in deciding to keep to myself and express my hurt. The third, she is not a factor. <laughs> Do you think that with the relationship of the friendships, I should reach out to them, not necessarily for reconciliation, but to air out what we didn't have the emotional whereabouts to do then, like closure almost? <sighs> Okay. Thanks, girl, for so, your long I mean, message. Yeah, everybody got the full tea there. Tea was poured in her cups. Tea coupled with backstory. Yeah. So basically, um, summary, she had a group of friends, um, and they were friends from the beginning of the college, and towards the end, it got rocky. They ended things on bad terms, kind of. There yeah. was a lot of emotions involved. Yeah. And she wants to know if she should reach back out to the friend's not to reconcile, but I guess just to smooth it over and say, you know, I was wrong. This is where I was wrong. I'm acknowledging where I was wrong. I'm sorry. 
you know. I was right, right, right. You know. I'm sorry that it ended like that, but you know, I just want to get it off my conscience. Send them Uzi. And she also she also mentioned earlier in the message that she kind of misses them. I was gonna say I don't think it's a matter of you feeling like I don't want to reconcile. I just want to smooth it over. No, you do want to reconcile. You do miss your friends, and that's that's fair. When you meet people who get you and who know you, sometimes we act um like a little egotistically. Egotistical. Egotistical. Egotistically. It's egotistical. Whatever, girl. You, you, you're responding out of your ego, not necessarily from your heart. And I've had this situation where I was like, hey, I'm done with you, bitch. Same. To a really close friend of mine, like a best friend of mine. And the more and more I sat with it, I was like, okay, I was wrong. And I do miss my friends. And a lot of times when we are so irrational and we act out of our emotions, then we're like, I'm done. And then you come back around and you're like, I, I was wrong. And then that's why I say you should send the Uzi. I mean, after <laughs> after it's been so long, you can't just send an Uzi and chuckle. I would send you that as to, the opener. Um, you were right, right, right. I was wrong, wrong, wrong. Or they were both wrong. Should have never left anything. I've had this. I've had a similar situation as well where I've had some negative words exchanged with a friend, a best friend. And we were both wrong, and we both said things yeah. out of emotion that we shouldn't have been saying. But um, just like you, when you hold somebody near and dear, I don't think that there's anything wrong with going back and, you know, being the bigger person. Yeah. Um, and rekindling the friendship or, you know, just expressing how you feel and letting your friend know, you know, that was wrong. And maybe it doesn't have to get super deep when you first open it. Just say, you've really been on my heart, and I really would like to talk to you and catch up and just, you know discuss where things might have went bad and sour if you get a few moments i'd love to chat with you over some coffee or some tea i don't know if you guys live in the same area but you know if you're feeling up to it i'd love to call you and maybe we can chat a little bit if they're open to it i mean you can't push it push it on them no but there's nothing wrong with giving a little love these days yeah. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with it, but also kudos to you for realizing the part that you played in the demise of the friendship. Yeah. That shows a lot of growth and maturity because I feel like that'll make it easier for the fr friend to be open to a conversation with you. And if the conversation does happen, I'm sure it'll help the conversation go in a much better direction than if you were in denial about the part that you played. Yeah. And clearly, you'll probably you know the be more receptive to, to the conversation. Yeah. If you take that approach. And I'm glad you got rid of that nigga. It's and maybe don't send a, a like a DM or a text. I feel like email is always nice after you email the or email call. takes me out. Don't email me because I would be like, girl, why are you emailing why would me you, if you have my phone number? Because what if she doesn't want to call? A text? If you have my phone number. Then just text? Yeah. If you if you say me and you stop being friends. And I know you have my number, but if you have the same number and you sent an email, I would be like, girl, why are you emailing me? You know, probably not trying to be all up in your space. So personally, whatever method or route you want to take, I guess it just depends on how far, how long ago this has been. Mm -hmm. If this has been a lot of time past. I feel like it hasn't been that long because you said life after college is brand new. It's so new. So okay, it's kind so of, reach out. it's fairly recent. Just reach out and say, you know my yeah, heart. I love to talk to you. When it happened to me, it was like, oh, well, I think about a year before I'm like, okay. I Same. It was a couple, like a year and a half, two years. Yeah. Just say, you know, you, you know, you on my heart and play some, something from the wait into Excel soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Count on me to think and then. A friendship that will never end when you are um, 
but they also have to they also have to show a little grace towards you you know they know that you were dealing with this guy and i know it gets a little tough if you see your friend suffering with the guy and she decides to keep going back and getting hurt and then she gets all of the life sucked out of her and it's like you know i told you and they can't handle it but you know you learn things when you were supposed to learn them and your friends aren't there to say i told you sis just be They're there not, with me but right she was be saying, ready she was saying that she withdrew i know she was but so then you broken. know you know it wasn't it had nothing to do with y'all just be stand with me when i'm with the nigga and stand with me when it's time to ride down on his ass period 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 that's it that's all i want my homies to do don't tell me i told you okay what's up what's next you told me can we get past it i miss you right that's it so So. good luck um we hope that you can figure it out um and rekindle your friendships reclaim your friends um but you know if not i'm sure that there will be some people out there for you to me um Mm -hmm. you know you still have a life you just graduated from college you know we just said it in our last episode you still have a lot of living to do You'll hopefully be engaged in other things and you'll be able to meet some new girlfriends and you'll keep these lessons that you learned in your tool belt so that you don't make the same mistakes twice. Yes. And uh, everything will be okay. If you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere, you better wake up and pay attention. Pay. Okay. And rate um, and review this podcast. That's it. Okay, we'll see you ladies next week. Love you. Bye. Bye.